0: Amen. Thank you, sir. So and good afternoon to all of you, those who are watching in their homes. Mayung hapon sa We're happy to uh, again be back in the pulpit to share the word of God. The Lord has blessed our, our 63rd church anniversary service Last Sunday. And we thank God for that. I would like for us to open our Bible. In the book of verse Samuel. First Samuel 12, 23 and 24. A very, a very familiar passage or uh, text in the Bible for uh, us. we are familiar with this 1st Samuel, chapter chapter 12, verses 23, kindly rise this time, and uh, it is my prayer that the word of God will be a real blessing to us tonight. 1st Samuel 12, 23 and 24, moreover, as for me. God forbid that I should sin against the Lord in ceasing to pray for you. Uh, But I will teach you the good and the right way. Only fear the Lord and serve him in truth with all your heart. For consider how great things he hath done for you. Let us pray. Heavenly Father God. We praise you, we thank you for this great opportunity that you have allowed us to have as your people to listen to the Word of God again. Truly, Lord, we find the Word of God as our source of strength, guidance, and source of wisdom, especially nowadays. We're living in a difficult time, yet, Lord, you uh, thank you for sustaining us through the strength provided by the Word of God. And help us, Lord, to recognize the importance of prayer in our lives, to not sin and uh, being neglectful in our prayers. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. <clears throat> uh, I have entitled the uh, message tonight guilty of the sin of prayerlessness. Guilty, I hope we're not guilty. Well um in in one aspect of the message people would say well I have I have I, I pray pastor. But sometimes we pray less than we ought to pray. Men ought always to pray. Pray without ceasing. So Our prayer life becomes now a prayerless, less prayer. And so prayerlessness, guilty of the sin of prayerlessness. Prayerlessness is actually denying God the ability to guide us and to use us. God wants to use us, but So many times because of the lack of prayer in our lives, God just simply cannot use us as we should be. God forbid that I should sin against the Lord in ceasing to pray for you. And uh, Samuel, the prophet of God, considered prayerlessness as a sin against the Lord. That's number one. To live a prayerless life, is to be disobedient to the command of God. So we have to remember that the spirit and the habit of prayer is commanded actually and also encouraged throughout the entire Bible. We have to pray, to pray, to pray, to pray. So consider, first of all, the sin of not praying. Are we not guilty of that? And uh, so number one, prayerlessness is a sin against God a life of rebellion against God when we 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 live a prayer life of prayerlessness it is to live a prayerless life is to live a life of rebellion against God prayer is not just an opportunity and really it's an opportunity but it's not only an opportunity It is a responsibility man ought always to pray Paul wrote to the Thessalonian believers and said brethren pray pray for us and maybe you have forgotten to pray for the full-time workers you have forgotten to pray for your pastor you have forgotten to pray for our missionaries right friend Now, being forgetful in praying for these people in the work of God, you commit sin. You commit sin. I thought, Pastor, I just need to pray for my own needs and for my needs of those people around me. No, we are to pray. And Jesus says, pray therefore, the Lord of the harvest, that he may send forth. Maybe one of the reasons, one of the reasons why uh, there are no... Much people surrendering in the full-time services because you are not praying. We're commanded by God to pray. So prayer is not just an opportunity; it is a responsibility in the sight of God. Through prayer, God has designed to uh, God has designed to give us grace. It is God's designed to give us guidance, correction and instruction as we seek to live according to his perfect will. To live a prayerless life means we neglect. We simply neglect to check into the heavenly headquarters to find out what the heavenly commander in chief wants us to do. Remember uh, when Joshua was contemplating on how to possess the land, the captain of the Lord's host came and And mingled with Joshua. And so he recognized that although he was the general of the camp, he recognized that it was the Lord. The Lord Lord himself was the commander-in-chief. So prayerlessness is a sin against God. Number two, prayerlessness is a sin against self. God forbid that I should sin. I should sin against God in in not praying for you. If I, if I stop praying for you. In ceasing to pray for you. We bring ourselves actually. When you stop praying. You, you and I would bring ourselves into spiritual destitution. When we neglect to pray. We are pushing ourselves into spiritual impoverishment. What does it mean? We are making ourselves spiritually uh, uh, poor. Just simply push yourself into spiritual uh, poverty. Prayer is the divine, uh, is divinely ordained channel through which we are to receive those things essential to carrying on the work of God. You need to remember that. Prayerlessness reveals something strategic uh, about our spiritual heart condition. It's actually the condition of the heart. Stop counting on our excuses. And we may have valid excuses that we can offer. But actually, it's the problem of the heart. And no matter how how busy we are, and no matter how many excuses we can give, we can always pray if our hearts are right with God. So prayerlessness is sin against God. Prayerlessness is sin against self. You sin. And you deprive yourself of so many blessings in the work of the Lord by not praying. Number three, prayerlessness is a sin against others. When we bring ourselves into spiritual destitution by, by failing to pray, we also rob others of blessing. Just imagine how many, how many more souls could have been uh, saved if prayers were the more made by the people of God. Just imagine if all of God's people are really prayerful people. And just imagine how the work of God could have extended, uh, could have been made, you know, uh, available to so many people. Prayerlessness is not only a sin, it is a serious sin against God. Sometimes you say, we, well, it, it, it does not sound so bad. And then you name other sins. And uh, it is not as bad as killing people. By not praying, you just simply send people to hell. And you allow people to go to hell by not praying. Paul expresses desire for the salvation of his own people in Romans chapter 9. And then as he starts chapter 10 verse 1. Brethren, my prayer to God. And he realizes that, that prayer is... It plays a, an important role in, in soul winning in, in, in winning the lost. So prayerlessness is not only a sin, it is a serious offense in the sight of God, a serious sin against God. Number one, prayerlessness in the life of a believer would simply allow the working of God uh, among men stop. He actually, and uh, it's actually bringing a serious failure in the work of God when we we stop praying. In the book of of Mark, Mark, chapter 9, verse 14. It's a long story here, but we try to shorten it. In the book of Mark, Mark chapter 9, verse 14, talking about the father who brought his son to Jesus to be healed. And so he was thinking of of uh, bringing his son he had been uh, he had been suffering in great suffering, and so he brought to jesus but now unfortunately jesus wasn't there. <clears throat> he went to the mount transfiguration with three of his of his close in disciples, and so the nine were left so he said Where is jesus and they probably said well uh, he's not around he's uh, he he went somewhere and uh, so Said, uh, "What can we do for you?" Said, "I'm bringing my son to him, and I know that you have been trained by your master to, to, to exercise healing. So please do the healing for my son, even if he's not here. Uh, you have been trained by him. So Sigilan, go ahead and please help me. And so look at verse fourteen, Mark chapter nine, and the verse number, verse number fourteen in uh, in your Bible, please." When he came to his disciples... Coming down from the great mountain... Of Mount Transfiguration... He saw a great multitude... About them and the scribes questioning them... Actually not questioning them... They were making fun... Ridiculously... They were were making... You know... uh, They were making... You know... They they, they just simply made fun... of, Of the failure of the disciples... They could not heal the son... And so he said, uh, uh, we thought that you, your master can do it and that your master has empowered you and uh, he has given you the authority to heal the sick. Now why? That simply means that your group, your uh, crusade is fake. It's not true. Can you hear it? Probably one of those crimes. he said, well, listen to this. Here's a group of people, they have been telling us that they, have give, they were given the authority by, the, by their master, so-called master Jesus, to heal the sick. But look at what is happening now. They cannot do even a thing against, against the devil. So the occasion has given the enemies of Christ. In verse 14, when he came to his disciples, they, he saw a great multitude about them and the scribes questioning with them. And uh, verse number, and uh, verse number sixteen. And he asked the scribes, "What question ye with them? <clears throat> what kind of a questioning are you doing against my disciples?" To so remember this, the occasion had given the enemies uh, of Jesus, and uh, to, to to cast doubt in the people's mind. You see, Satan wants to see believers you know, guilty of committing the sin of prayerlessness for he knows that prayer will surely defeat his purpose. He wanted to bring defeat to God's purpose. You know, you remember in the Bible for Daniel's life in Babylon and the rest of the children of Israel. However, his works against the people of God were all beaten and conquered by the prayer of Daniel and as a result the king himself was able to know God, to know, at least to know the manifestation of the power of God in the life of Daniel. Why? Because he prayed. Daniel prayed faithfully. He never stopped. He, he could have casually said, well, what's the difference if I have to, I have to just pray uh, one time a day instead of going into the routine of praying three times a day? And I am putting my life at stake here openly to be criticized by people. But Daniel was persistent in his prayer life. And as a result, now all, all the plans of the devil to bring defeat to the people of God. And the testimony of God were all beaten and conquered. Because of the prayer of Daniel. Here in, in our text in Mark chapter 9. The enemies of Jesus... Just got the victory. It seems they were victorious in criticizing the disciples of the Lord. The disciples of the Lord. And uh, and look at this place in 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 verse number in verse number twenty nine, verse twenty seven. Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he rose. And when he was coming to the house, his disciples asked him privately, why could we not cast him out? What's wrong? We did it before. We've been able to do it before. But what happened? And he said unto them, this kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. By prayer. And you know what? They have failed. They have failed. Prayerlessness is not only a sin, it is a serious sin against God. And prayerlessness in the life of a believer would simply allow the working of God among men to stop. Now, it's actually bringing a serious failure in the work. Of God, like what happened here in Mark chapter nine. Number one, it is a sin not to pray because the Bible expressly calls it a sin, and said that you may you may try to excuse it, but you cannot you cannot uh, question the Bible. We may have some good reasons to offer by praying less by making our prayer a prayer less. We spend less time in our prayer but the Bible calls it we have to face it, it's a sin. Number two, it is a sin not to pray because when we Christians do not pray, when a Christian does not pray it is a reproach to God. Every day we spend our day without much praying remember this we may be praying but not much praying instead we pray less it's a reproach in the sight of god when a christian stops praying it shows he or she is losing faith in god it's sign it is a sign that you are losing the grip as far as faith is concerned In believing God. In Romans 14.23 For whatsoever is not of faith is sin. You stop praying because you're losing faith. If your faith is strong, you would not stop praying. For whatsoever is not of faith is sin. Hebrews 11 verse number 9 But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. It is purely unbelief not to pray. And call it whatever you want to call it, God says it's a sin. It's a sign of unbelief when we stop praying as we ought to pray. What a reproach it is to a father when his child Just imagine if his child does not trust him. When you stop praying, we just simply lose our trust in God. It is a sin, number three, not to pray because the Bible has commanded us to pray. It's actually an open rebellion against God, disobeying God. God says we ought to pray. We, We must always pray without ceasing. But you stop praying. What are you doing? You are simply disobeying God. A Christian who does not pray literally live a rebellious life against God. Luke eighteen verse one: that men ought always to pray and not to faint. Not to faint. First Thessalonians five seventeen: pray without ceasing. Number four: it is sin not to pray because of all the encouragement that are given to us to pray. Can you imagine? The Bible urges us to pray. From Genesis to Revelation, God gives us promises. God recorded in his book, we call the Bible, great examples of men and women who have prayed and who have received answers to their prayers. Just imagine, we can find in the Bible, Jacob's prayer, we can find in the Bible Moses' prayer, Elijah's prayer, Elisha's prayer, prayer, Nehemiah's prayer, who else? Hannah's prayer, David's prayer, Daniel's prayer, Paul's prayer, the Apostles' prayer, the early church's prayer. We find them all recorded in the Bible. Now, God made an effort for that. Just did not come into, into you know, quickly and he, 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 uh, uh, just simply um, made a quick magic and, and the Bible came into existence. No, this book uh, this book has, has, has you know, it, it took 1,500 years in the making. 40 different authors and it took 1,000 more or less, 500 years for God to be able to come up with this book and give it to us. After 1,000 long, 1,500 years, he sealed this book and gave it to us. In this book are the prayers. Why are they recorded there? So that we might learn from their example. We might take courage from their example. And uh, the, the... just just imagine, there is no way you can be a believer of this book, the Bible, and not pray. You try to make an effort to someone. And uh, maybe it takes a, a year for you to do something to be able to help someone. And then after, after doing what you, what you want to do for that person, you just receive it, yes, but casually ignore it. What do you feel? God himself has set aside 1,500 years just to be able to record the prayers of these individuals, just to be able to record the answered prayers of these individuals so that you will read it and you will apply it and you will make it true in your life and that you neglect it. What, what do you... Is it not sinning against God? I dare say that it was real pressed in the mind of Prophet Samuel when he said, And God forbid that I should sin against God in, in ceasing to pray for you. He had in mind God's effort in recording all the prayers in the Bible. Number five, it is seen not to pray because of all the prayer, because of because of all that prayer can accomplish. Go through your Bible. Make a list of things recorded there. And uh, look at what happened. Look at all, their, uh, you know, ans- all the answers to prayer. Because prayer can accomplish so much. It is a sin not to pray. You know that the pastor needs your prayer so that the word of God will be effective, but you neglect it. You know that the church needs your prayer. You know that your unsaved loved ones, they need your prayer, but you refuse to pray and as a result their hearts are getting harder and harder and harder because you neglect to pray. Prayer can accomplish so much. Therefore, it is sin not to pray. God has made an effort, remember this, recording all of this so that you might appreciate it, you might learn from it. And we do not pray. Number six, it is sin not to pray because prayerlessness leaves the door open to all other sins. All other sins will easily have their way in, in our lives, easily, if we do not close them, if we do not close the door with prayer. And the number seven, it is a sin not to pray because the root cause of all our deficiency and lack of opportunity is just this. Prayerlessness weakens our commitment. It causes us to easily get discouraged. It fills our minds, our hearts, and our mouth with murmurings and complaints. It causes us to lose interest in the work of God. It can cause us to lose interest in helping others. Just think the reason why you are backslidden today. Where did all where did it all start? It all started for sure when you spent less time in your prayer. Prayerlessness, another thing here, is a serious sin. <clears throat> for like the prodigal son, prayerlessness would make you setting God aside in your life. I don't need God <clears throat> Now, if you are living for God, if you are seriously living for Him, you would not dare leave Him aside. You'd always want to embrace Him, and you always want to talk to Him, you always want to draw strength from Him through prayer. Prayerlessness, like the prodigal son, would simply make you set Him aside. Reminding us of the, the Invictus, by William Ernest Henley, written in 1875 and published 1888 this is what he says out of the night that covers me black as the feet from pole to pole i thank whatever gods may be for my unconquerable soul in the fell clutch of circumstances i have not wins not cried Aloud, nor cry aloud. Under the blood joining chance my head is bloody, but unbowed. Beyond this place of wrath and tears looms, but the horror of the shade, and yet the menace of the years finds me and shall find me, prey. It matters not how straight the gate, how charged with punishment, the scroll. This is what he says. I am the master of my faith. I am the captain of my soul. What does it mean I do not need prayer? Why would I spend time in praying when I I, I can do it myself? I don't need his help. I don't need his guidance. I don't need his power. I can live life as I wish to. James 4, 13-16 Look at these people go to now, he that say. And then James reminded them, not just do not realize the fact that life is like a baffle. God is completely out of the picture in their planning. We find their plan is constructed without prayer. The place has been chosen without prayer. The period is calculated. Just a year, he said, we will be gaining. Much without prayer, their prophet is computed without prayer, and as a result, all ended in a tragic misery, both now and for eternity. Prayerlessness is a serious sin, for literally, it will make us like live like animals, like brute. Remember, King Nebuchadnezzar was given a chance to repent. You know what he says looking at the great Babylon. The kingdom of Babylon. The, the, the greatest and the strongest kingdom during that time. King spake and said it is it's not this great Babylon that I have built. For the house of the kingdom by the might of my power. My, he says. And for the honor of my majesty. My, my. Absolutely. You ask this. You analyze it absolutely there was no prayer at all made. All he can see is my, my, my. How do we fight the sin of prayerlessness? So when we're prayerless, now to many it may not be a total neglect of prayer, but prayer Less. Remember that. We are still praying, but we are praying less. So our prayer life becomes prayer less. Our prayer is less than we ought. The Bible voice, pakitabay tong ayang silingan hang And uh, so the Bible says, pray without ceasing. First thing we must. Address is the cause of our faith, you know, diminishing. We have to find out the problem. And here are a few suggestions for doing that. Number one, if you lose, if you detect that something is going wrong, going, you know, going, something is wrong going on in your prayer life, recall God's past grace. When faith is ebbing low. And you do not know why. why, why? Is, I used to be a, a prayer warrior. But I realize today I have. Somehow it's diminishing. And remember how God has been faithful to you in the past. And recall the days of old. Maybe some sickness. Physical sickness has come. You know. Has as Sneak into your body, and as a result, you lose the interest of praying. Maybe sugar has gone up or whatever. Blood pressure has gone up, and as a result, you can no longer wake up at 3 o'clock in in just spending prayer. You know what you need to do? You need to recall the days of old, so to speak. And this I recall, Lamentations 3.21. Jeremiah says... This I recall, therefore, have I hope. Jeremiah this time was complaining and he was losing strength. But one thing he did, he said, This I recall to my mind. Therefore, because of that, have I hope. Lamentations 3.22, it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. Because his compassions fail not, Verse 23, they are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Like driving a car, you're having a hard time. Why? Because somewhere the gas tank has a leak. It's been leaking and so you are losing gas. You know what you need to do so that you can continue the journey well? You need to find the lick. If the fuel of faith is God's promises, then there is a particular promise that you are missing or promises that you are missing. Then there is a, a promise or promises that you need to believe. You need to claim again. And then go to the Lord in prayer. Number three, you recognize it is sin. First John 1 9 says, We need to confess our sins. Humbly before God. If we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Lord Jesus, I know that it's sin. I know it's causing me something bad. I know it's bringing some. Damage to my Christian life. I know I have been missing so many things. Because of my prayerlessness. Repent of your sin. Sin of unbelief. Lack of faith is sin. It is dishonoring God. Whose every word is true. You don't dare question God's word. Claim it. And then... What you need to do is try to fuel your faith engine with God's promises. God's promises are the fuel that fires the engine of faith. Let me say that again. God's promises are the fuel that fires the engine of faith. Claim God's promises. Heavenly Father, thank you for the word of God tonight. Bless the word. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God bless you.
1: Check my. All right, thank you very much, Pastor Inge, uh, for that message about prayerlessness. You no, know? a prayerless Christian is a powerless Christian. So, without prayer, without power. You know? So, as we face the uncertainties of Christian life, we are, in fact, you no. Know, the Bible says we are in the spiritual warfare. And this warfare cannot be won by uh the weapons of this world by flesh and blood, but by spiritual weapon as well. And the only spiritual weapon that we have, we have the word of God, and we have our prayer no? so we need to pray because this is a command from God, and also uh it is when we say prayer, no, uh, it is always the breath of Christian life, no. If you are a Christian, you cannot live your Christian life without prayer. Murana shokanang Murana Shagimuang breath, no. Dili kamabuhi kung walay breath. So the same thing with Christian life no. When you don't pray, uh your Christian life will also be dead. So <coughs> excuse me for that. By the way no before I read our prayer requests uh, we would like to greet, no? Wala na sila nag-greet last Sunday. Uh, we have last March 8th, nag-celebrate silang wedding anniversary. We have Brother Adrian and Sister Isa Balthazar. And then the following day, March 9, was the wedding anniversary of Doc Raymond and Mom Rejoice Liberato. So, belated wedding anniversary to these couples. Uh, for our prayer requests, for this evening, from um, Edlin Asenas, please pray for Sir Ibrahim Abdul, and the family, Mama Rites for God's, and Mamarites Rikonalia for God's provision for their needs. Pray for Paul for safety and strength and for good health. Pray for Tatay Doming and Nanay Nits Tejano for good health. And then from Brother Noel and Sister Glessifat, Pray for Sir Ibrahim Abdul and family for strength and provision in these in trying times. Pray for Pastor Inge and Mom Elsie together with Mom Ellen and Sir Mark for good health and protection every day. And also with the church staff and Bible students. Pray for Sir Michael Grossa for his healing and for good health. Pray for all the members of Bible Baptist Church for protection, provision, and for good health. From Brother Jeremy Riponte, please pray for my brother Richard Riponte for fast recovery from sickness. Please pray for my, bro- my grandmother, La Clarita Lu, for physical strength and good health. Pray for my family's assurance of salvation and good health. Pray for my brother Richard Riponte for his medical exam at St. Luke's Extension Clinic and for his interview in U.S. Embassy on March 18, 2021. Pray for the Abdul family for God's provision and protection. And pray for Pastor Ingay and his family and for all the full-time workers for God's guidance and wisdom each day. And from Brother Lord Anthony Rimando, pray for Sir Ibrahim Abdul and his family for provision for their needs. Elsie, from Mam Elsie Ingay, Mam Elsie is requesting to pray for the families that are fire victims yesterday in Agdao area for strength, comfort, and provision of needs. Pray for Mama, Mama, Mansa Mona Ingay, the mother of pastor in Kidapawan, for good health. Pray for his, this year's journey of our church, for more opportunities to be a blessing, especially to the lost. Pray for our senior citizens, sick people, government officials, and frontliners, of, and for each of their individual needs. Pray for Pastor Ingay along with all our missionaries in the field for good health, strength, and wisdom as they continue their ministry, service, and calling. For Ma'am Julian, pray for Brother Michael Grossa, uh, Grossa's full recovery from his illness and provision of his needs. And also for the Abdul family for strength, comfort, and provision of their needs. For Ma'am Nicole Villiota, please pray. Pray for my ate Cherry Boliota, for good health and healing. She has a cancer in matres. No, uh, Mam Vanessa Pichan also is requesting prayer for. Please pray for the fast recovery of the Pichan family. <clears throat> At this time, let's all stand up, please. Pantanan, and let's have a word of prayer. Uh, we'll give. I'll give you two to three minutes to have your individual prayer. Let us. Include in our individual prayer the needs of these people. father in heaven we come to you this evening thank you so much lord for the message that you've given to us thank you lord for reminding us of the sin of prayerlessness truly O lord because of the technology and because of so many distractions going on in our christian life we have the internet we have our social media we have the entertainment of this world sometimes O lord our time of prayer is being compromised by these social media. We do pray, Father, that You would continually challenge our hearts, remind us, convict us of our sin of prayerlessness. We do pray, dear Father, that everybody needs to pray, and everybody needs prayer. And we cannot live this Christian life without prayer, because this is the breath of the Christian life. We need this even as a church, as individual, as worker of this church, and just a member of this church even so. We pray, dear Father, for, we thank you for reminding us through thy word. And we, we are here, O oh Lord, tonight as a church and gathered here as a church to pray for the needs of our, our brothers and sisters we are praying, dear Father, for the Abdul family who experienced a fire and lost their possession Gino, to the Kalayo. We do pray, dear Father, that you would strengthen their faith, encourage them through thy word, comfort them. Even, Lord, we pray that you provide their needs, their daily needs, ilang mga kinahanglan sa matag-adlaw, and even so, Lord, those who are also affected uh, sa Agdao area, we do pray, Father, for also for Brother Michael Logrosa and the Pichan family, for strength, especially physical body. We also pray for recovery for all of them. We are praying that you would heal them, for we know, Lord, that you are our great physician. And we know, Lord, that you are still able to do great and mighty miracles in our lives through us and in us. We do pray, Father, that you would continually guide our church, our pastor, our staff, the, 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 the family of our pastor. And even, Lord, we are praying for the members of our church and those who are in the mission field, our missionaries working hard along with their families, We do pray that you would strengthen each and every one of us. We pray that you would continually guide us in our service, in our commitment, in our calling today. We pray, dear Father, that you would uh, continually guide the direction of our church, especially, you know, as we plan for the upcoming activities of our church, our daily vacation Bible school. And we are praying, dear Father, that you'd give wisdom to the people who are in charge with this uh, ministry. We are also praying, dear Father, uh, for uh, the family of Brother Jeremy Riponte, for their salvation. We are praying for his grandmother, for the physical strength and good health. And we are praying, dear Father, for uh, those who are not feeling well right now, praying for Sir Wileno Go. Um, Go, we are praying also for Sister Chloe Dewey for strength, for good health and recovery sa lang mga physical needs and provisions sa lang needs ng Dios. We pray for our government officials. May you continually guide them and help them, give them the wisdom that they need their father as they make decisions for our city and for the entire nation. Praying also, Lord, for our frontliners, our medical frontliners. Praying for the mother also of Pastor Ingay, Si Samona Ingay, who is also not feeling well. Praying for his, for her health and strength and provision. And all our, our family, our loved ones, our members who are not feeling well right now, we pray, dear Lord, that you meet their physical needs as only you can. And not only our physical needs, we pray for our spiritual needs as a church and as individual. We pray that you would revive us, dear Father. Revive our prayer life. Revive our service. Revive our Bible reading, our commitment. Revive our hearts, our devotion, our love for you, Ginong Dio's and we are we feel that we are prone to wonder lord we feel it prone to live the god we love and we acknowledge oh lord because this deceitfulness of our hearts we acknowledge that there's a real spiritual battle happening in our christian life day after day and we just pray dear father that you would enable us give us the strength the armor the shield the protection to keep us going in our christian life dear father Be with our church. Be with our pastor and his family. And be with each and every one of us. Help us, dear Father. And as we dismiss, may your blessings be upon us. And this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. The service is now ended. God bless all of you. See you this coming Sunday.